Alexis Wolf makes her way to level six of Skoroko Station and begins looking around for the Radiant Council Lab. Calling up her comm, she contacts her ship, the Dead Reckoning, to speak with the ship's overseer. Wolf says, Val, I need you to tap into the station blueprints and see if there's any lab space on level six. Valkyrie returns the query and says, I'm detecting a number of blocks in the eastern section of that level that could be useful laboratory space. All of them seem to be occupied at the moment, so I cannot narrow it down any further. No worries, Val, Wolf says, making her way toward the eastern section of the level. I'll check it out. She's walking down the corridor of the station, studying the decals on each of the doors. Of course, none of them say Radiant Council. That would be far too easy. But then her eyes find a small bursted sun ray above a banner labeled the Brightman Initiative. Bright, radiant, what are the odds? Activating her comm again, she says, Val, what can you tell me about the Brightman Initiative? I'm thinking front. Yeah, definitely front. I can find no record of the Brightman Initiative beyond this station. I calculated an 83% certainty that it is in fact a front. Good enough for me. I'm going in. Wolf shoves her hands in the pockets of her jacket and makes her way toward the entry door. Welcome back for another episode of Errant Adventures, the solo actual play podcast where stories are told at the speed of dice. With me, Steve Morrison, your game master and solo player. Now come on, let's grab the dice and see where our story goes. Alexis Wolf is on a mission. She has sworn an iron vow to find the Radiant Council facility and free the Aresian creatures locked within. She is currently on the space station Skoroko above the planet Iris, a humid, rain-soaked planet which keeps its secrets under a thick canopy of vegetation. It's a jungle planet. And she came to this station because she had heard some rumors about people getting sick here on the station. And she is a mender by trade. She came to the station because of these rumors of illness. She spoke with her contact, Raven Kai, a pilot aboard the station, and got information that the Radiant Council, which is a faction in this sector, has been experimenting on creatures that they brought up from the planet Iris. Wolf, being a mender by trade, is not too happy about creatures being used for medical experimentation. And so she is in the process of hunting for this laboratory where these creatures might have been held. She currently has a vow to 
Find the Radiant Council facility and free the Eurasian creatures, which is a formidable vow, and she has marked two boxes of progress so far as she approaches this door on the sixth level of the Scirocco. She opens the door and enters a small office. And I think this office is potentially a pretense. So is there an actual human being who is sitting behind a desk or is there a a station overseer who serves as a receptionist? Uh, Let's ask the Oracle, is there an actual human being behind the desk in there? I am going to say it's 50-50. So 51 or greater, is it going to be a yes? 43, that's a no. So no, there is not a human. So it is a computer generated virtual intelligence that serves as the host for this business. So as she walks through the door, she is going to look around. It's a small waiting area. And almost immediately, this thin robotic voice says, Greetings and welcome to the Brightman Initiative. How may I be of assistance? And Wolf, continuing to look around, says, Yes, I'm curious as to what the Brightman Initiative is. What kind of information are they going to give? Let's uh, roll on action and theme. Effect language. So the virtual intelligence says, The Brightman Initiative is dedicated to the expansion and continual evolution of human language experience. Have you come to participate in a trial? Wolf says, yeah, sure. The VI responds and says, and how many languages do you speak? At this, Wolf gets a little uncomfortable and says, a couple. Can you be more specific? She says, well, I obviously speak trade. Everybody speaks trade. Uh, I speak a, a smattering of terminus dialects. Depends on uh, where you're at. And the VI begins cycling through various languages and wolf is like nope yep nope yep nope what is that Uh, never mind after a few minutes the vi says very well we have a good understanding of your linguistic background please have a seat and a researcher will be with you when one is available wolf says while i'm waiting can i ask you a few questions And the VI says, of course, what can I do to assist you? She says, so the Brightman Initiative, how long has it been around? How long has it been on Scirocco Station? And the VI says, the Brightman Initiative has been here for four years. We have been attempting 
to teach languages to all of the station residents, although not to great success. Wolf snorts and says, yeah, anybody who knows trade probably feels like they're good enough with that. Precisely, that is the sentiment that we have encountered amongst many. Yeah, it's kind of a human thing. We usually tend to only want to do the least amount of work. There really isn't any response from the VI to that. It's just, oh, I guess it doesn't have a sense of humor. And she is going to uh, activate her comm and say, Val, did you get all that? Yes, I received all of that. It is curious. The Brightman Initiative shows records going back four or five years, but I cannot find any information on these outreach programs that the VI says. Wolf nods and then says, all right, well, I guess we're just going to have to do this a, a different way. System, I need to speak with a researcher now. Not in a little bit, but now. And the VI says, I'm afraid that's not possible. All of our researchers are currently engaged in important research. I understand that, but I need to talk to somebody immediately. It's very important. And she is going to head towards the door at the back of this room. And the VI is going to say, Warning, that door is sealed for your protection. Please do not attempt to bypass. And Wolf is going to say, Look, I just need to talk to somebody, all right? Send out a human, a person that I can talk to, and I won't bother you. I won't bother the door. And she, like, starts fiddling with it. And is it likely that there are security measures in place here in Brightman Initiative? I think it's almost certain. So let's ask the Oracle. Almost certain is 11 or greater. 46 is definitely a yes. So she is going to reach out, and I think there's a small electric current that goes through the door. And she sort of ah, winces a little bit and says, ah, that stung. I did warn you that you should not interact with the door. You did, that's fair, but I really need to talk to somebody. And I think she is going to attempt to bypass the door. And to do that, she's going to do a face danger with uh, wits, expertise, observation, or focus. So her wits is two. And here we go. Five on the action die, a three and a six on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So on a weak hit, you succeed, but at a troublesome cost. Make a suffer move of minus one. I think it is going to reduce her momentum by one. And her momentum was at eight, and that is going to reduce down to seven. And I think that basically represents that she has to go a little slower to try and bypass this door because of the security measures. And so she finishes bypassing it 
and the door slides open, at which point the virtual intelligence is like, warning, warning, outer door has been breached. Warning, warning. Wolf turns towards the VI and says, are you calling station security? At which point the VI says, warning, warning, outer door has been breached. All exits are being sealed off. And Wolf takes that to mean no. And she says, hmm, I seem to be even more in the right place. And she is going to step through the door and head into the deeper facility. And I think this is going to mark another box of progress on her vow. She's now inside the doorway of this Brightman initiative. And I think as soon as she steps inside, she smells that antiseptic sort of clean research lab smell. And she says, I don't know why you'd need that for linguistics. So I'm just going to continue operating on the assumption that I'm in the right place. And she's making her way deeper into the facility. Now, she's definitely triggered whatever security protocols are in place in here. So are the security protocols here human or are they bots? I am going to ask if they are human and I'm going to say it's 50-50. 69 is a yes. Yes, they are human. So as she steps through the door, uh, I think she hears the sound of boots approaching and a pair of individuals in white coats emerge around a corner and they raise some sort of stun baton and point them at her and one of them says... Who are you and what are you doing? She raises her hands and says, Is this facility run by the Radiant Council? The two figures look at each other and then look back at her. And the man who spoke says, I'm not going to warn you again. Who are you and what are you doing here? And she looks back at them, cool as a cucumber, and says, and I'm not going to ask you again, is this facility operated by the Radiant Council? And I think she is going to try and compel an answer out of them. And I think this is going to actually be threatening or inciting because she's saying, tell me what I want to know or else. So this is going to be compel plus iron and her iron is plus three so the thing about alexis wolf is that she is of an average height and she moves with an incredible grace but there is pure muscle underneath her clothing and she holds herself in a very self-assured way. So we're going to roll this compel plus iron. 
five on the action die and two fours on the challenge dice for a strong hit with an opportunity. So on the strong hit, I'm going to take plus one momentum. And then uh, they are going to stop, look at her. And I think the opportunity here is that, yes, this is the place that she's looking for. And the man who spoke before is going to say, yes, this facility is operated by the Radiant Council. And you are trespassing here. Tell us what you want, or we will be forced to act against you. She says, all right, everyone stay calm. No need to get excited. I want to speak to whoever's in charge of this facility. The two guards look at each other, and then noticeably one of them is talking into a communicator, and... Wolf is patiently waiting. And I think the opportunity can like carry over that she is going to get some face time with the leader of this facility. So let us find out who this person is. So we're going to go to our character articles and their name is Yelena Winter. And we're going to do a first look, well-equipped and weathered. Their disposition is helpful, so that's super good. And let's see what their goal is. Protect a secret. Okay, that's super interesting. The guard says, after a few moments of them talking back and forth into their communicator, says, all right, Dr. Winter will speak with you this way and wolf very calmly is going to follow along behind them and i think that's going to be good for another box of progress on this vow so we're up to four out of ten progress already so wolf follows these two guards down the hallway And they approach a door and the guards open the door and Wolf is ushered into a small office. Sitting behind a desk in this office is a woman who looks like maybe she's in her mid-40s. She definitely looks as though she's tired. There are bags under her eyes. Her hair is pulled back in a tight bun, and she has a number of instruments and screens around the room that are all running different pieces of data. And she looks up when Wolf enters, and I think she says, Yes, hello, who are you, and why did you break into our facility? Wolf says, My name is Alexis, Alexis Wolf, and I am trying to find the source of an illness on Skoroko Station. I think it might be from the creatures that you're experimenting on. She just goes straight for it. Now, Dr. Winter is helpful. 
that's her disposition. But she also wants to protect a secret. So is that secret that they do, in fact, have Eresian creatures here on the station? I don't know. I feel like that's going to be 50-50 for me. 25 is a no. So no, that is not the secret. So if we go over to our Radiant Council faction... Uh, They're a fringe group, their influence is established, their sphere are scavengers, their project is to escape the control of another faction or power, Uh, and I have established that that faction that they're trying to escape the power or control of is the Phantoms of the Azure Court, which is the dominion that controls this sector. So maybe the secret that she's trying to protect has something to do with that escape. So I am going to roll once again on action and theme and see if that tells me anything about this secret. Reject peace. Okay. So uh, we know that the Phantoms of the Azure Court resolve disputes through formal duels. And they're focused on isolation. They have a fated or prophesied leader. Uh, Their spheres, isolationism, secrecy, and wealth. So they are probably a very powerful group that has a lot of individuals going around challenging each other to formal duels. And I think that... The Radiant Council is maybe trying to come up with a weapon or something to utilize against the Phantoms of the Azure Court in order to overthrow them. And they're probably trying to do so by whatever research they're doing here in this facility. So Wolf knows from overhearing some of the researchers talk that they're already concerned about whether or not they might be causing the sickness that is going through the station. So I think when she says this, Dr. Winter has this very concerned look on her face and she says, look, I do Don't know who you are, what authority you think you have that you can just burst in here and make demands, but... And before she can continue, Wolf pulls out a medallion and shows it to her, and it is the sign of the menders. And she says, I'm a mender, I'm trying to help these people, And I will do whatever I have to to ensure that I can help these people. The doctor says, I understand that, but that still does not excuse you bursting into our facility and bypassing security and threatening my guards. I am trying to change our future. I'm trying to do something amazing. And yes, I need these creatures to research. They have incredible potential. They're not sapient. I I tested that to make sure. They are interesting to be sure, and we try our best not to harm them in any way. But the benefits that we might discover from this research is 
far outweighs any sort of risks. Wolf says, you're trying to build a power source, right? Dr. Winter looks at her with a very openly shocked expression and says, how do you know that? Wolf says, it's not hard to put two and two together. I overheard some of your researchers talking about power sources and high energy outputs. And if these creatures are putting out some sort of radiation or or something like that that we don't have any experience with, it could be causing all sorts of problems, not just health problems on the station, but also mechanical or environmental. We don't know what long-term effects from exposure to this energy output from these creatures. Trust me, you don't want to go down this path. And I think she is going to try and compel Dr. Winter to see reason here. And this time it is actually charm, pacify, encourage, or barter, which is going to be plus heart. Now, here's the thing about Wolf. She is strong and fast and smart. And there are reasons that she is all of those things. She came to being a mender a little bit later in her life. Her past is colorful, shall we say. And so her heart is only one. She is, I think, more concerned with doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do than with helping people because she feels a great deal of empathy for them. It's more about, I think, the realities and the pragmatic aspects of life in the Forge. So she's going to try and talk Dr. Winter into something. I think either releasing these creatures or letting her examine them and see if she can create a correlation between whatever energy they're outputting and whatever illness is being caused in the stationers on Scirocco. So this is going to be plus one. Six on the action die, a five and a three on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So on a strong hit, take plus one momentum. Momentum's moving up to nine. And they'll do what you want or agree to your conditions. And I think because some of the researchers themselves have started getting sick, this is the thing that pushes it over the edge. And Dr. Winter's shoulders sag a little bit. And she says, you are a healer. And I respect that. I don't want to make people sick. I want to help them. I want to create a power source that can... I want to do good things with this research. If you can help, then yes, I will let you see the creatures and examine the data on the energy output. I've not been able to determine any correlation between that and the sickness that is going on in the station, but that's not my area of expertise. Thank you. All I'm looking for, Wolf says, is the ability to examine the creatures and rule out that this is the cause. 
So she is going to mark another box of progress on her vow as that takes us to five boxes of progress. Dr. Winter is going to rise and say, then follow me. And they are going to make their way through the facility and head towards the research containment part of the lab. And from there, we are going to take a look at these creatures. So they are a land creature. Let's see what their scale is. Medium scale. That's good. Basic form, crustacean or shelled. Interesting. First look, dead or undead. Ugh. Uh, Many-eyed, okay, and uh, encountered behavior, prey. So they enter this small uh, part of the research lab, and almost immediately Wolf's eyes widen as she sees these medium-sized, you know, a about a human-sized crustacean that is waddling around on like four legs and it looks as though it has died like it is decaying it has all these eyes on it and it is moving around and like clacking with these shells wolf looks at it and says Oh, it's dead? I mean, it, uh, clearly it's not dead, but it certainly looks like it's decaying. And Dr. Winter says, yes, this is the, the crux of the issue. For all intents and purposes, is dead, but it is still moving, and there is some visceral energy that is driving this creature... Wolf looking at it is like, this thing is an abomination. We should destroy it. And Dr. Winter looks at her and says, but the potential. And she walks over and calls up the energy readings and shows them to Wolf. And again, I'm going to go ahead and ask the Oracle... Has Wolf encountered anything undead out in the forge? Because the horror's truth that I rolled up says, most insist that horrors aren't real. Spacers know the truth. When you travel the depths of the forge, be wary. Death is not always the end to our suffering. Some say we are cursed by those who did not survive the cataclysm, and the veil between life and death is forever weakened. Supernatural occurrences and entities are especially common near a white dwarf star. These stellar objects, which spacers call ghost lights, are the decaying remnants of a dead star. Now, I have not rolled a star for this sector, and I kind of think I need to right now, because if it's a white dwarf, then this changes things pretty dramatically. So I am going to roll our stellar object. It is a burning yellow star. It is a young star incubating in a molecular cloud. Uh, okay, so it is not a white dwarf. So that is good to know. 
because uh, I think that means that whatever's going on here is maybe not going to really spiral out of control. But, you know, hey, it still could. Uh, so I need to roll my Ask the Oracle. Has Wolf experienced anything undead before? I'm going to say it's 50-50. No, she has not. So she's only heard stories. So she looks at the thing and she says, I don't know what this is, but it is clearly a danger to life itself. This thing should be destroyed. Is this how you found it on Iris? Did you bring it back this way or did this happen in the lab? And Dr. Winter says... Now we found it this way, and we had a drone that was scanning the planet for energy sources, and it detected incredible energy output from a few of these creatures. So we brought them aboard and have been researching them ever since. Wolf says, these, these things are dangerous. I don't even need to look at any of the data. They are dangerous to life itself and needs to be destroyed. And I am going to go ahead and mark another box of progress because she has discovered these creatures, looked at them, she has formed an opinion on what needs to be done here, and I think she's going to attempt one more time to persuade Dr. Winter to have these things destroyed. And it is going to be heart again, because she's not yet sort of turned over to threatening or inciting. It's just a, for the love of all that's living, please destroy this thing. So plus one on this again. Four on the action die, a five and a two on the challenge dice which is a weak hit. So as above, meaning they'll do what you want, but their agreement comes with a demand or complication. Envision their counteroffer. Now I have the momentum to turn this into a strong hit. So do I want to try and turn it into a strong hit and have a no demand or complication agreement or do I want to keep my momentum and see what the demand or complication is? I think it's more interesting to let there be a demand or complication. I think it makes sense narratively that the researcher is not going to want to destroy their research just out of the blue. So I think Dr. Winter is going to say, I understand your concern and I do in fact share it, but the research we are gathering is incredibly important. The data we have gathered already is vital to my research. I will destroy it, but I have to finish the research that I'm doing right now. If you can determine whether or not this energy output is in fact harming anyone, then you can make sure that no one else gets more sick while I complete my research. And how likely is Wolf to accept this? I'm going to ask the Oracle because I'm not sure. I think it's 50-50. Is she likely to accept this compromise? Just barely a yes. She says, all right, I understand your 
research is important to you and that you're not just going to burn it all because a stranger comes in here and tells you that you need to. It looks like you've got this thing contained as far as it escaping and doing who knows what on the station. But yes, I will need to determine if this is the thing that is causing the illness. And I want to start by looking at you and checking you for any signs of the disease, you or any of your researchers. Dr. Winter says, very well, I accept. And I think to do this, it's going to be gather information because uh, she is searching for clues, asking questions, analyzing evidence, and doing research. So this is rolling plus wits, which is plus two. Eight on the action die, a one and a 10 on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So the information provides new insight, but also complicates your quest. Envision what you discover, then take plus one momentum. So that will fill up the momentum track to 10, but now I have to decide. Is this energy what's causing the illness? I think it is pretty much a sure thing. So we're gonna ask the Oracle, almost certain that this energy is what's causing the illness? Absolutely, uh, yes. So it is definitely the thing that is causing this illness. And because of that, what is the complication that this causes? I think if we go to our Oracles, let's do a story complication. Someone important is threatened or endangered. So I think doing this research, it takes a little while to make the determination that this energy, that this undead creature is outputting is the thing that is making other people sick. And in the course of that, I think Wolf gets a calm from her friend Raven, the pilot that is the one who brought her to Skoroko Station. And Raven is like coughing and shivering when the calm comes through. And they say, Lex, have you figured it out yet? Wolf says, I think I have. I think I know what's causing it. I just need to see if I can fabricate some sort of antidote or treatment for it. And Raven says, well, please hurry, because a lot of people are getting really sick. <clears throat> and Wolf, hearing the distress over the comm, says, Raven, are you, are you okay? And her friend after another coughing fit, is like, I, I don't know. It came on really fast, and I'm I'm scared, Lex. I haven't felt like this in my lifetime. Wolf is going to leave the research lab with the understanding from Dr. Winter that she's going to return, and uh, she's going to hurry to her friend's side and is going to attempt a heal check. And I think this is going to 
determine how well she's going to be able to provide treatment to those who are ill here on Scirocco Station. When you are providing care, roll plus wits. And because I have the healer asset, I'm going to take plus one on this. So I'm actually rolling this at plus three. Eight on the action die, an eight and a one on the challenge dice is a weak hit. So on a weak hit as above, but the recovery costs extra time or resources, choose one, lose momentum minus two or sacrifice resources minus two. I think I'm going to spend my momentum. I'm going to burn my momentum to turn this into a strong hit because I want to make sure that Raven gets the best medical treatment. So on a strong hit, the care is helpful. If you or the ally under your care are wounded, clear the impact or and take or give plus two health. Otherwise, take or give plus three health. And I think what this represents is that Wolf is able to hold off the illness and is able to create some sort of treatment that is going to help those afflicted survive long enough for the effects to end when the creatures are disposed of. So I'm also going to take plus one momentum because I did get a hit and I have the healer asset, which gives me plus one momentum if I get a hit when I'm treating someone else. Then we are going to go ahead and with six boxes of progress, Wolf is going to return to the Radiant Council Labs and she is going to say, look, I've done what I can for those who are ill, but it's getting worse and it seems to be moving faster the longer those creatures are around. Now, I came here, I swore a vow to find this facility and free those creatures, but those creatures are terrifying. They're an abomination, and I think you should destroy them. And we're going to roll to fulfill your vow. This is going to be our two challenge dice versus six progress. Here we go. And we got double ones, which is a strong hit with an opportunity. So Dr. Winter, having continued to collect data while Wolf has tirelessly tried to go around and treat the stationers on Scirocco who are affected by this illness, including her friend Raven, once Wolf returns, Dr. Winter says, all right, all right, you're absolutely right. We have done enough. We should finish this. They go down to the lab and the creature is inside of its container. And Wolf watches as Dr. Winter enters a sequence into the computer and an incinerating fire burns through the container and the creature is destroyed. So on a strong hit, I get to mark a reward on my quest legacy track. This was a formidable vow, so that is going to be one box of progress, which is going to give us two experience points, which is great. 
and I also get an opportunity because I got two ones on that. And I think that opportunity is we are going to form a connection with Dr. Winter. And I'm not going to roll for that connection because I think that getting that opportunity means that we don't have to make that roll. So I am going to go ahead and add her to my characters. And we are going to say that, uh, let's see, she is a uh, researcher. So uh, scientist is going to be her role. She's a researcher for the Radiant Council. And I think that the relationship is going to be formidable. So we have a connection started with her. And then I am also going to go over and take a look at our connection with Raven. And uh, we're going to develop the relationship. So when you reinforce your relationship with a connection by doing any of the following, there's a whole list of things, but I think trying to heal them from some sort of weird disease is uh, a way to mark progress. So they are a dangerous connection, uh, which means we're going to mark two boxes of progress on that connection track. And that is excellent. With the creature incinerated, I think the people of Skoroko Station who were ill begin to recover under the ministrations of Alexis Wolf. Before we wrap up, I think I have a question. I have a question for the Oracle. Do the Phantoms of the Azure Court, the faction that controls this sector, do they hear a rumor or some sort of information about the goings on on Skoroko Station? And do they send someone there? So does the faction, the Phantoms of the Azure Court, do they hear about the events on Skoroko Station? I'm going to say it's 50-50. Yes. Yes, they do. So we are going to go ahead and go back to our oracles. And we are going to roll up another character. So they are named Kiana Arden. And their call sign is Vanguard. First look is adorned and uncanny. Disposition, unfriendly. Role is mercenary. And their goal is to solve a mystery. I love when the oracles match up with what's going on. So what we see is Wolf and Raven sharing some time after Raven is recovered from this illness. And then we see an outside view of the station as a ship drops out of E-Drive and begins making its way towards the Skoroko. The ship makes its way towards the station and we get a glimpse 
inside at Vanguard. She is dressed in a fine suit with a number of small jewels adorned on her black jacket. And she has this incredibly intense look in her eyes. And the ship comes into the docking port on Scirocco and lands. And as she emerges from her ship, one of the locals, a mechanic who works in the hangar, approaches and says, Ah, it looks like you just arrived. Need any repair work done? And I think Vanguard looks at this poor mechanic and just says, No. And then walks past. And as she walks past, the mechanic gets a glimpse of an ornately adorned and well-cared-for iron sword hanging from her side. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures, and thanks so much to Sirenscape for the lovely ambient sounds and music throughout the episode. If you enjoyed the show, please spread the word. And if you want to support the show directly, leave me a review or buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash errantadventures. If you want to interact with me, I'm at errantsolopod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email me at errantsolopod at gmail.com. I also post campaign-related materials on my website, errantadventurespod.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.